for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Pick and Pair. How's it going today, y'all? Hey. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having us, Tom. Absolutely, absolutely. Things are going good here. It's probably a little bit warmer here in Central Texas than it is in Kentucky, but it's it's been a brutal couple of weeks weather-wise. But nonetheless, I'm really excited to have you all here and chat a little bit, get to know more about you. As I was prepping for this, I swear I've seen you play at a music festival or something before. I'm trying to figure that out, and hopefully throughout this podcast, I will realize where I've seen you play. That's awesome. All right. Can you think of maybe what state it may have been in? It was either Florida. Okay. Possible. Key West. Key Key West. Okay, that's what it is. I I might have been the Keys. Okay. Yeah. All right. I have to narrow it down a little bit, but yes. (laughs) I'll say this on our website. I have a spreadsheet where I keep and people can view it, uh, the list of every show we've ever played together. So uh, you can always reference where we were at any given time of the year. Because when I saw when I saw it on my uh, list of upcoming podcasts, I was like, pick and pair. I've seen this name on a poster, a flyer, played at a festival, something. I just need to figure out where. And there's this bluegrass festival that we go to down in the Keys, uh, Baygrass Bluegrass Festival. Okay. Um, and I thought maybe that's where it was at. But no, like I went, I have almost all their show flyers and I'm like, nope, nope, wasn't that. But somewhere along the line, yeah. yep, somewhere along the lines, I've seen you. And uh, yeah, but I'm really excited to have you all on here. Uh, let's kind of give take this minute to let you introduce yourselves who you are kind of give a little bit of a background on uh, on yourselves as musicians so um how about i do you and you do me oh no i don't know <laughs> i don't know that's gonna work i could barely do mine no, <laughs> no uh, my name is tia uh i am from the west suburbs of chicago in a little town called addison, Woo-hoo, addison. Uh, yeah i'm from uh, i'm from south chicago so Oh, perfect. So you yeah. know the area. Go no. Yeah, go White Sox. Oh, I don't have my and, hat. Dang uh, it. Yes. <laughs> I should have worn it. Yeah. Actually, there you go. That'll. Oh, there we go. There That's go. what I'm talking about. Yeah. So. No, we're, we're big sports fans, so we keep up. And I'm a big, you know, all Chicago sports fan. He's all Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm, about, I'm so. Leon, and I, uh, I grew up here in northern Kentucky, where we're calling you from. Uh, and... Yeah, that's it's basically a suburb of Cincinnati. You know, we we live really close to the the Cincinnati, or we we don't live here right now. We're staying here right now. Right. But uh, we're really close to like the stadiums and things. Yeah. Uh, so we're I'm yeah I'm a big Cincinnati sports fan as well. But this year, uh, since you know we had to sell our souls for the Bengals to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. All of my other sports teams are tanking, including yeah. the Reds. So I'm rooting for the Sox this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Sox, they finally won one. And it wasn't looking good there for a minute. 
It, it was a little scary. Right? Yeah. It's scary. <laughs> yeah. It's, but uh, keeping hope, it's early. I keep telling oh, yeah. you, you guys are supposed to be the good ones. I know. Well, I mean, it doesn't help when we can't stay healthy. So I'm going to just yeah, leave yeah, it right true. there. <laughs> I love because it. that's yeah we'll do the sports podcast later <laughs> yeah. yeah for sure for sure <laughs> uh, and so how did y'all uh start what, what was kind of the um uh the uh creation of uh pick and pair what was the original idea when did y'all start playing together well i moved to colorado when, in 2009 and I want to say we started Yeah, playing... I moved there in 2012. 12, okay. And then we started playing music probably around 2015. 14. 14, 15, yeah. 14. Um, good old chillers. Yeah, chillers. Yeah. We, had our, we had a little hole-in-the-wall bar that let us come in and, and you know, paid us twice a week to entertain the the people that never left the bar. <laughs> uh, so it was, <laughs> it was a, it good, was a good place to get, get oh, yeah. your, you know, get started, cut our teeth yeah. uh, exactly. on stage there together. And we, we started a, as musicians together, you know, and, um, you know, it, it took a little while and then we're like, well, I, I love this person, you know, and then we became a, a, a thing together. Yeah. Uh, but it was always the music. The music was came first. first. Yeah. And, um, we, we played with a band out in Colorado together called Canyon Collected, okay. and we, we would tour with those guys and have a blast, but we'd always have to come back home to Colorado and, you know, pay rent because mm -hmm. it's crazy right there, and it's, it just keeps getting crazier. And that, that like, post-tour depression would set in a lot. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we were like, you know what, we're, we're done with the, the whole, you know, like having to worry about rent all the time. Let's just get rid of all our stuff and move into a minivan. So that's what we did in 2017. And we toured, with our dog. With our dog, yeah. And we toured around all over the country and uh, did that for a couple of years until we upgraded to an RV, mm -hmm. uh, which is like moving into a mansion once you've lived in a, a minivan for a couple of years. Yeah. And then COVID happened, right? And we floated around in the RV for a while, but ultimately I ended up back here in Northern Kentucky just to finish a degree I, I had started 20 years ago. And I'm graduating May 7th and we're hitting the road on May the 10th and we're just going, getting back at it like we, like COVID never happened or exactly. something. Nice. Yeah. Hey, uh, so you, you've been playing together for a little while and you just, 2019 is when you started releasing music, right? Or it, is Spotify a little misleading? Well, we released an album with Canyon Collected okay. uh, in 2016. Yes. Okay. Um, and that, that like our first album as Pick and Pair that we released in 2019 took every dollar we had made for yeah. three years to make it, you know? <laughs> so it did take us a while to get an album out. Um, but yeah, that, that album we released in 2019, that was kind of like... That was everything we wanted really Canyon Collected to be, but it never really got to that point, yeah. you know, where yeah. we had electric bass and we had drums on a couple songs. Like, you know, we were really pushing the envelope of our our genre, which a lot of people, you know, will call bluegrass, but we really know like it's it's different than that. It's you know? not blue yeah. yeah. We call it folk and roll. Um yeah. it's definitely not bluegrass, but we definitely pull a lot of inspiration, I guess, from, For sure. from the yeah. bluegrass world. Yeah. But uh okay. we respect that genre way too much to call us bluegrass. Yeah. <laughs> And there's there's a lot of purists in the bluegrass community that will appreciate that. And, because... and thankfully for that, you know, like okay. bluegrass is an awesome genre of music. And, you know, we need people to keep yeah. that music going on forever and ever by playing those traditional tunes the way they're supposed to be played. Right. Yeah. 
that's just not our thing. You know, like yeah. we like, if we're going to cover a song, we're going to put our own spin, our own flavor on yeah. it. Yeah. You're not really supposed to do that in bluegrass. So that it, it never appealed to us to go play those songs exactly the way they're supposed to be played. So yeah. we, we've always just kind of done whatever the hell we wanted. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's, you know, and that's the, that's the interesting thing about bluegrass is even in that community where there, there's a lot of the staunch traditionalists where it's done the way it was done a hundred years ago or whatever it is. And, but then there's also like this new wave of bluegrass where they welcome that change of, Oh, you want to play drums on this song? Go for it. Or, you know, I've seen some bluegrass bands that bring in the Cajon or, you know, like that <laughs> most of them don't bring in like a full drum set because that's just insanity, but <laughs> you know, um, so it, it's interesting just kind of watching the bluegrass community evolve. And even though I know you, you respect the genre too much to consider yourself bluegrass, I think, you know, in a perfect world, you know, it, yeah. it'll, it'll work itself out eventually. In a thousand years, right? Like yeah. the, the lines will be so small between what we do and what the traditionalists did. We'll be, we'll be lumped into bluegrass. Lumped into, right? yeah. Just, for sure. For sure. I like, you know, it is what it is. Oh, uh, so you were living out in college, just kind of uh, uh, organized the train of thought here. You were living out in Colorado when you first started playing together um, as, what was the name of the original band? Canyon Collected. Canyon Collected, got it. Uh, and then at what point did you kind of decide, okay, we want to step away from this? It was after a tour in like 2015, right? Probably, probably we moved that. into the yeah, minivan I mean, in 2017. So, so it was probably right after that 2016 tour. Okay. With Canyon Collected. And I would say even in 2017 and 2000, and I know in 2020, we had a Canyon Collected show booked. Okay. I mean, Canyon Collected never really went away. It just never, um, you know, there were guys in the band that couldn't tour more yeah. than a couple of weeks a year and mm -hmm. stuff gotcha. like that. So Pick and Pair is more of when you two are able to play together, Canyon Collected is more of a full band project. Is that kind of exactly. a fair? So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Got exactly. it. Makes sense now. I'm, I was trying to clear that all out of my head because I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Cool. Perfect. That isn't cool. to say we don't want to turn Pick and Pair into its own kind of full band project too. Yeah. Because right? it dream. still stands yeah. alone from Canyon Collected. Yeah. For sure. It, is, it, it, is there a distinct uh, sound difference between the two or is it kind of similar? I, I would say because everybody brings a different sound to the table, you know, so uh, you know, when I write a song or when Leon writes a song, but then you get the, uh, these other guys writing their songs and they're bringing a whole different kind of feel and a whole different take, which really changes the dynamics of everything. So uh, I would say it is at its core pretty similar to what you hear yeah. at Pick and Pair, but those guys really bring something else special too. Yeah, you know? for sure. Right, and sure. usually those guys are bringing more of a, a, a traditional bluegrassy flavor, mm -hmm. um, and some of the other guys will bring in with pick and pair, like both of those guys that are on that the feels like home album we released in 2019. Mm -hmm. I played in a punk rock band back right. in high school, right? Like those guys are, you know, they're rockers, and yeah. that that was sort of the energy we wanted to bring into uh, the pick and pair world. Yeah and still be able to dip our toe into the, the bluegrassy guys that yeah. play with and collected. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's really cool that you kept in touch with band members that you had back in high school. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, they're still doing their thing. Uh, so it's fun to follow along and see what they're doing. And then, you know, I like, I just, I get inspired seeing my friends do cool stuff, mm -hmm. you know, 
and want to do cool stuff with them. So when yeah. I get a big idea in my head, which I've been known to do from time to time, <laughs> uh, I try to make stuff happen. And yeah. that was one that I was really happy with. Yeah. And who do I make it happen with? People that I know. And I know you from high school, right? <laughs> For sure. It's, yeah. you know, I, I've been known as well to have a grand idea or two and then <laughs> You're like, hey, what do you think about this? And then it either goes somewhere or it doesn't go somewhere. And, you know, it just kind of is what it is. But, yeah. um, no, that's really cool. Uh, let, let's talk about the uh, first album that you released as uh, Pick and Pair. Uh, what was the original idea behind that album? Was it just like a group of songs that you had already been playing out? Or were you did you, like, specifically sit down to write an album and release music for the album we so we have so many songs that we're just dying to record all the time yeah. right? like tia is a machine she writes and writes and i love the song she writes and we just we have a collection of songs that we're, we're just always like well what are we killing right now we're in the studio what's gonna what what makes the most sense to put on this thing right and the Feels Like Home album was a long time coming, actually, because oh we were in we recorded in Memphis um, first, and we recorded ten songs in Memphis at a really cool studio where Bruno Mars recorded, and the guy engineering was a Grammy Award winner, right? Like it's big deal, right? We we crowdfunded, we did the whole thing, hated it. <laughs> Everything we got back, we're like, I never want to listen to that again, no. and no one is ever going to listen to no. that. Yeah. and it wasn't just it was like it was that. A lot of things, but us yeah. too, you know, like our energy that we know we have in our songs was not there. Oh, right. uh, and there's like nothing just... you can change about that. You know, mm -hmm. no amount of being in a studio can change that. So we just weren't happy with like the energy we brought and yeah, we didn't want anybody to hear so that. So it was like, well, what do we do now? We still, we're, we're this duo. We got to get stuff out there, you know, and we just wasted a couple grand on that session. <laughs> what are we going to do next? Well, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it the way we liked it. We had a really, really good time recording uh, that Canyon Collected album. And we did that at a studio in Vermont. Okay. Lane Gibson Studios, because the guitar player at the time was from Vermont. And we ended the tour in Vermont. And I was like, well, where's the best studio in Vermont for us to record at the end of this tour? Yeah. And Lane was just awesome. Yeah. And we're like, well, if we're going to, if we didn't, if we really hated that, and we're going to do it right. Let's just go back to Lane. Mm -hmm. So that that's what we did. We we actually did some recording in Cincinnati. That's where we got the drums. Yep. Um, and then we did everything else up in Vermont. And we took uh, we took a couple guys with us up to Vermont to, to do it there over a week's time. Yeah. Awesome. And, and the, the songs that we recorded in Memphis weren't exactly the same songs we recorded in Vermont. Like, yeah. Uh, some of those songs we recorded in Memphis are actually going to be on this next release. Nice. Um, that we're going to be releasing coming out soon. What, so what do you think in, in the time that you recorded from in Memphis to the time that you right Memphis to Vermont, uh, yeah. what kind of changed as far as like, as far as going to change the songs, did you did like what you were feeling at? Was it how, what went into that selection process? Let's get that out of the way first. What do you, you know, a big part of it was um, we had Matt, that played the played bass on the feels like home album. Mm -hmm. uh, and he played electric, which is, you know, kind of that sound we were always sort of looking for with pick and pair. Mm -hmm. um, A five string electric. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, it was just that upped our energy that alone. I mean, and also the comfort of playing with Lane Gibson and mm -hmm. we've been there before and he knows how we sound and how we work. That was all super comfortable, but yeah, I think, um, 
you know, having that the energy of an electric bass really helped. Yeah. And and also like yeah. between that time, between the the two studio sessions, we Tia probably wrote a couple of songs that were like, Oh yeah. man, these are the one we're loving these songs. So yeah. these are definitely gonna get recorded. That means that these couple of songs are gonna get scrapped yeah. uh, for this round because yeah. you know, like new songs we like more got pushed yeah. to the top. Yeah. You know? Completely understood. And how much time went in between was in between the Memphis recording session and Vermont? I knew you were gonna ask me that. Um, I want to say I'm an inquisitive person, so you know. Uh, well, I know that we did the Memphis stuff. It was like beginning of January. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You're right. And then I, I mean, was it a whole year plus before we got into I, Vermont? I do want to say it, it, it was like, like took a minute. Yeah, it I, wasn't I bet directly. It was the follow, yeah, you know, because we were there in January in Memphis, and I remember it being snowy in Vermont as well. Yep. Yeah. And I think it was the end of like it was the January. It was the next January. It took yeah. us a year. Yeah. Okay. Session. We got there. Yeah. Was there a point that you didn't think that this album was going to get released throughout that year from like when you first made that choice of okay, this Memphis recording isn't good enough or it isn't what we want representing us up until you uh, recorded in Vermont. I don't think it took us much thought to say, well, this Memphis stuff isn't ever getting out there. So what next? Yeah, we got to it right away. So so that happened already. The whole, this isn't getting paid thing. No, no, no. no. Was there ever a thought of like, we'll never get back into the studio, whether due to like money or, you know, finding the right studio? It's just a time thing. We know it can happen. We just know it takes time. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. And it's just a matter of like lining it up and planning it and yeah, accumulating those funds. You know, usually yeah. we like to do the recordings. I mean, we did this last EP. We did it in the middle of summer last year, in the middle of tour. I usually like to do things like, you know, spend a week or two recording and mixing at the end of a tour when we're yeah. like really hot and, you yeah, know, and feel been it. slaying it for a while. Yeah. Gotcha. You don't yeah. almost think that it would be like you'd be a little burnt out playing the music at the end of a tour, but that's kind of interesting that you like doing it at the end of the tour. Cause you've got the high of, of the tour. I feel like we've worked the songs out, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, you know, and we know what we want out of them by the time we're in the studio, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, because I've, I've tweaked it here. I've tweaked it there. And like that way, when I'm in the studio, it's like, yeah, I got what gotcha. I want gotcha. instead mm-hmm. of, uh, trying to figure it out fine. in the studio you yeah, know it's yeah. like you've kind of already done that in all of tour playing I, these songs a million times that makes sense you know it, it goes to back to like whenever young musicians ask me what to prepare for when going into the studio it's like just know your music like you yeah. know it in and out make sure it's road like even if it's not necessarily road tested because i understand not every musician right. can get out and play all the time, but just make sure you're well rehearsed. Like, just know your music, because an yeah. engineer is going to come in and say, "Okay, we're laying down." Like, however, however you record, whether you do it more in a live setting or you're doing track by track or instrument by instrument, you know, whatever it is, it's like, okay, let's go. You know, everybody's means business, so. Yeah. Well, and it can save you money if you yeah. know, you know, like what you want. 
the engineer can get it for you. Yeah. At least you know when you're working with someone that like Lane, who was amazing, or like Ben on this newest thing, who you know we could just say, well, you know, the, you know, whatever gibberish we could say, they they would interpret it and make it sound better. Somehow, yeah, you know? it's hard to vocalize what you're looking for yeah. sometimes, and you like you said, you just kind of this is uh, can I have it muddy and yeah. they figure it out you know so. the banjo is going a little bing bang I want more bang bang <laughs> you know like it just <laughs> you know it, it's an engineer's just got to be like really good at deciphering what you're talking about so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah but, they've uh, got an ear yeah for sure um so you released the your uh the pick and pair debut album in 2019 and then obviously everybody knows what happened in 2020. So we, we will kind of surpass that a little bit because sure, yeah. every, every podcast for the last two years, the, the, <laughs> the, evil, the evil Rona always rears its ugly head. But yeah, um, so w- what did you guys do during that time? Were you still trying, were you doing like live virtual shows? Were you trying to still do like, gigs in any capacity what were you doing during the uh, downtime of the last couple of years well at the beginning we were down now yeah i mean sure. we did do the live streams we, we did yeah we, yeah we definitely tried to do some live streams would, quite a few of them when we could because we mm-hmm. were in the rv but luckily we were we were at a place uh that allowed us to do that we had a garage space nice. um and yeah we definitely did it a couple times but it's it was always so hard yeah, it was never as fun. Yeah, you, know? just you need like, the you need the people. You yeah. know, you feed off that energy. Yeah, so we uh, we did a few of those, and then when we traveled around a little bit, you know, you just kind of like get the feeling for because different places were had different you know rules pretty much, and we dipped our toe in the water. Uh, I think in twenty twenty the summer of twenty twenty, yeah, and played a couple shows like in Illinois. Mm-hmm. and it was still weird like we couldn't you know people were talking and they're drunk and they're spitting on us and we're like ah, this just still doesn't feel right yeah so right. we put a pause on that again until the summer of last year mm-hmm. and last year's summer was amazing we had a okay. great summer touring yeah. to all of our favorite places in colorado and montana and oregon and yep. the midwest too and wisconsin and stuff so we we had a great summer last year so when things kind of shut down again in the fall, mm. it was like, oh gosh, no, but okay, here we go. Um, we, we, we kind of can see, we kind of saw like what last summer was because yeah. it was just amazing. So we're hoping this summer is just a repeat and it just keeps getting better and better. Right. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's like, I mean, at least here in Texas, everything's pretty much been back to normal since, well, I mean, th- in theory, it's been back to normal since last springtime like for the most part um but like this year it's just been like oh really okay cool you know um so like just seeing the shows back out is really cool um as far as uh like constantly or out playing your shows where are some of like the cool spots you like to stop and play oh man oh there's a lot of them but i mean montana has our has our heart yeah i mean that's gardner montana yeah this tiny little town on the north entrance of yellowstone and those people are just amazing they're a bunch of them you know own their own little small business Mm -hmm. you know or they work for the someone that owns the small business Mm -hmm. and they work in the in yellowstone or they work in in yellowstone and 
you know, and they just, they have this, and they all come from somewhere, you know, I, we do have a good local friend, you know, we did meet a gardener local, We did. shout out to Seth, <laughs> um, but, you know, for the most part, it's just like these it's people just like us, you know, they're, they're out there floating around looking for, you know, I don't know, the thing that makes them happiest, and yeah. we found it in each other and in our music, and um, we feel that energy when they're there, and they sing our songs back at us, yeah. and it's just like, uh, we're playing like four or five times in Gardner this summer, you know, just because nice. it's it's so fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lafayette, Indiana is another place that yeah. always, actually anywhere Indiana. Surprisingly, yes. Surprisingly, because yeah. we just we, we we dip in and out of Indiana. I guess you know it's never been like a hot spot. Yeah. Uh, but when we're there, people just show up in another place where they sing our songs back to us, and that is just the most heartwarming nice. thing you could ever and see. The, they know? love it when we talk shit about Indianapolis. Love it. <laughs> I mean <laughs> that that I get. Indianapolis is just the worst. I think a lot of people will agree. Yeah. 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 It's just like, I've always complained about Indiana because we have to drive through it a lot between Chicago and Cincinnati. That's all there is, is Indiana. And, uh, it's the worst. It's always under construction, but anytime we stop in Indiana and we play a show in Indiana, it's amazing. Kokomo, Indiana, Indiana, those places have always been so good to us. Yeah. Yep. Anytime we drove into Indiana, my dad's joke will anytime we cross the state line going from Illinois to Indiana, because my grandparents lived in Indiana, it would be the second we cross the line, my dad would look back at us and say, well, do you feel stupider now? (laughs) And it's like, geez, wow. And like, just at the time, it was funny because like when you're 10 years old, your dad's the funniest person, you know, but now it's just like, Ooh, that's a little brutal, but you know. But. Yeah, no, no hate on the people from Indiana. Just the road system, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, that, that's cool that um, that that you you got a, such a wide base of fans that support you anywhere you go. Um, do, have you? We wish we could I, take those places to the to the big cities like Denver yeah. and you know, like we we need those little awesome pockets to grow in these bigger cities. But yeah, we'll get. For sure. Since you've been or since you met in Colorado and you spent some time out in Colorado, did you get to make your way south into the great state of New Mexico? We've only dipped into New Mexico, really. We played with Canyon Collective yeah. in New mm-hmm. Mexico. Yeah, not as big. We went on a tour with our buddy Tyler T. Mm-hmm. And he was from, what's the A, Texas? I don't know. Uh, uh, West Texas. Okay. Uh, he's, uh, Amarillo. Texas. Texas A&M. No, oh, Texas A&M. Gotcha. Yeah. Wherever, around that area. Lubbock. Yeah. He's Lubbock. Lubbock. There's no A in Lubbock. No, you're close. Yeah, oh, but, Texas, uh, Texas Tech. You probably went to Texas Tech. Oh, Texas Tech. Texas Thank Tech. you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, we did. We went to Lubbock. We did uh, some New Mexico and some Arizona shows with those guys and uh, had a blast. And I'll, we'll never forget the Lubbock show because <laughs> it was Cinco de Mayo. Oh, of and, course. And oh, boy. I think we had to burn the clothes we were wearing because everyone in that bar right next to the university <laughs> was smoking six cigarettes at a time, I think. And <laughs> it was just insanely smoky and our clothes the next day were i mean it was just like they had to be crazy. Thrown out. yeah it was it was crazy yeah, yeah. lubbock's a, <laughs> lubbock's a crazy town but they do support good music like that's the one cool thing about lubbock is actually out in colorado we knew several musicians uh yeah. that were from lubbock you know like yeah. lubbock is a, is a music place that you know it breeds these yeah. these great musicians they um it it well they i don't know if they necessarily 
breed them because I think a lot of them come in as transplants, but they just cultivate and okay. are able to keep in inspiring. Like I know there's several musicians that I know that go into Lubbock or stay in Lubbock just because it's easier for them to make a lit. Like obviously they're not going to make like a killing doing it, just staying in Lubbock. But if they want to play once a week, once every other week, love it. Like the scene's big enough that they can do it in Lubbock. So, and it's crazy because it's just a small town in Texas. It is. Yeah. Yep. Those college towns, they can be small, but they can be rowdy. Oh, for (laughs) sure. Oh, for sure. I went to Southern Illinois, so I know about rowdy college towns. So yeah, it's fun. Um, No, that's really cool. Uh, So let's kind of shift gears a little bit and talk about the uh, new album. It comes out in what, about a week and a half? Something like that. We're doing, uh, we're doing a little different. We're going to release the first, the title track on May 6th. Uh, We have CDs and we're going to be selling them at the merch booth. You know, we're just, we felt like uh, the last album, yeah. I don't know. Like we were just kind of giving it away for free online, so everybody yeah. could listen to it. And you know, we're gonna do that with this stuff too. But uh, I guess we're just gonna do it slowly and hope that people like, oh man, I really did this. I'll, I'll buy the yeah. whole CD from you right now, and just do it that way. So we're gonna just do a release like every month over the summer. We'll release one song off of the CP until they're all out, and then, gotcha. then we'll release the whole thing. Yeah. I have found though that a lot of the music, a lot of like, if they really support your music, they'll buy the CD anyways, whether they can get it on Spotify or not. So you're 100 percent right, right. And, right? And vinyl too. I mean, we have our we have the feels like home on vinyl, and uh, we we've seen more people buying that than the, oh, yeah. than the CDs because yeah. people don't really have CD players in their cars and stuff as much anymore. Yep. That is an issue I just recently ran into. So uh, last December or this past December my car just like died on me and it was the last thing that I had that had a CD player in it. And I was like, well, dang it. Now I got to go buy a new car, you know, all this stuff. And I go get a car and I, in the back of my mind, I'm as I'm like test driving it and whatnot, I should, I was like, Oh, okay, cool. You know, it's got a CD player, you know? And then I get the car home and I'm looking and I'm like, well, shoot. No, it doesn't. Uh, all right well that's cool and so now i got like this big bin of like demo albums and stuff that bands send me all the time and it's like i have no way to listen to this so (laughs) here we go but yeah you know anyways so i uh now anytime i go out to shows i buy vinyl like that's really the only thing i can play yeah. as far as hard copy stuff so uh, yeah. the, the manufacturer could have just sent us blank discs i've had no way to listen to this and see if there's actually anything on it but <laughs> we've worked with them before i'm pretty sure that they're nice. good i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure somebody would have said something to you I'm, yeah so yeah <laughs> we would have heard something by now right. wouldn't that have been the biggest scam in the world somebody just sent yeah. out blank discs because they, they just kind of assume nobody has a scene <laughs> can't put it in your computer not in your car where are you gonna listen to it the band that has no music imagine <laughs> no, I'm just oh that's funny oh and so the uh new album how long is this, is this been in the works throughout the pandemic or how at what point did you kind of decide you were ready to release another body of work Oh man, we just, like I said, we just want to get so much out there all the time. Right. We, We're just picky. We like it to be good. We like to like it first. 
Yeah, we won't just put anything out there. So we want it to be, you know, done right. And like he said, for us to like it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it just turned into an EP, you know, like we, yeah. we, we basically were just like, well, we need to get some stuff recorded. And we knew our friends out in Montana mm -hmm. had just bought a house during the pandemic and it had a karate, an old karate studio in it that they right. converted into a home studio. Nice. And the guy Ben is amazing. Mm -hmm. And gave us such a super deal to come to their house. They provided like lunches and dinners for us and yeah, you know, so accommodating. let us um, do the laundry and shower and all that stuff. And we just stayed in the RV outside cause that's what we like to do. Mm -hmm. uh, but they had plenty of space for us and the dog. And you know, it was just a really comfortable, awesome recording experience. We were so happy there. Mm -hmm and hope it, to record there again soon it was really an awesome experience and something about this album too is that it's always just the two of us whenever we're live it's usually just the two of us and we've never had anything recorded just the two of us like the mm -hmm. pick and pair album has bass on it all of it has it drums on some songs and we love that because you know you want to produce something nice and big and full yeah. for your album but it was like well we don't have anything that's just the two of us so we thought it'd be really cool to get a uh, an EP or album out there that was just the two of us. Gotcha. You know, so, uh, and, oh, go ahead, please. No, I was going to say, so this album's a bit more stripped back than the uh, original or the first album? Instrumentally, yes. But we did get Ben and Katie. Right. Who were husband and wife, I think. They're engaged at least. Mm -hmm. uh, they own this house. They're in this band called Desperate Electric. <laughs> uh, and they tour. They just, we're actually playing with them. They're from Montana, but we're playing with them here in Cincinnati on Saturday. Awesome. And uh, yeah, it's going to be so good to see those guys. But they are amazing musicians. And we had them do some harmony stuff on some of the vocal tracks with us. Oh, nice. So I feel like more than the out the the original album, this this has some like pretty vocal harmony goodness stuff going on back there. Yeah. That is also more than what we're usually doing live. Right. But right. great stuff in the studio. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Would you say that this album's more this upcoming album's more in tune with the bluegrass side of things than the original no. album? No? Nope. No. 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 It's us. Yeah. It's all, all original stuff and it's kind of even different from some stuff on our first album like mm -hmm. we have a couple of like the other the slower side of pick and pair only have maybe like one maybe two songs but there's a, a slower song or two that's just really pretty and usually we're fast and aggressive so yeah, yeah we're showing kind of a, a, a different side but also still has those fun fast aggressive songs on there too yeah, and there's some jamming too. I mean, it's only five songs, but it's still about 30 minutes of music. And uh, so there's some extended Tia solos on there and uh, some just some really good jams. And yeah, we're really, really happy with these yeah. songs and happy that people are going to get a chance to hear them. Yeah. yeah. 30 minutes, that's almost a full album, isn't it? I don't even know what the cutoff for an EP versus an LP is anymore, but... Yeah. I, to me, I just do it by like, oh, five tracks, that's an EP. Ten yeah. tracks, that's an album. Cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, then where the gray area comes in is when you get these artists that release like seven songs. It's like, is that mm. an EP? Is that an LP? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I don't know. I think if I went anywhere over six, I would call it, it would, an, an album. An album, yeah. 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 
Gotcha. So six is that magic number. It could be an EP or an album. I don't. Yeah. I'm not. I don't make the rules. <laughs> you call it whatever you want. <laughs> so, uh, Leah, you mentioned uh, earlier that you're getting ready to graduate May seventh. Yeah. yeah. What are you? Right. What are you graduating? Uh, what degree? With what degree? Uh, it's called integrative study. Okay. So it's a multidisciplinary thing, and. Um, Basically, when I was in college 20, you know, or 15 years ago, however long, um, I was studying geology mm -hmm. towards being a science teacher someday. Mm -hmm. I was minoring in political science. So mm -hmm. I had a bunch of those credits kind of stored up. But I hated the idea of going back and doing a bunch of like upper level geology credits. It's like, yeah. I'm not there. I want to do some stuff where I get to like do some video editing or mm -hmm. audio mixing, you know, stuff that's relevant to the, you know, the yeah. career we're trying to build here. And so they, they had this integrative studies thing where I could take those credits I already had uh, and you basically just you could fulfill three different minors. So I fulfilled yeah. a geology minor, political science minor, and the third one is electronic media and broadcasting. Nice. But, you know, I'm, I do a podcast class. I uh, Tonight we had our multi-track audio mixing class that I got out of uh, an hour ago. So oh. um, yeah, just stuff like that that so really most of the bulk of the classes I've taken in this year and a half of studies has mm -hmm. been relevant to stuff that T and I are doing. I've gotten more familiar with how to use Adobe Illustrator and Adobe yeah. Premiere and uh, Pro Tools and all yeah. that good stuff. Yeah. So. We, we even got in the studio and he got to, you know, sit in the chair and do some engineer yeah. work, you know, and nice. that was, that's really cool. It's like putting your, what you've just learned to use and, you know, got some cool stuff out of it. So that, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Is it now? Is this like a remote class, or are you actually going into a physical campus? I am going to Northern Kentucky University. Uh, go Norse, <laughs> Norse up, is what they say. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's you know for the first I, it was three semesters I had to fill, and uh, mm -hmm. the first semester was completely remote. Mm -hmm. Second semester was on campus but fully masked up, mm -hmm. and then this semester we were masked up for half of it. And now it's like we're just living, living, living the free life. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That's cool. That's great that you uh, went back and finished up your degree and you're going to graduate here in a, what was it, two weeks, right? Yeah, Yeah, man. It's, it's crunch time right now. Yeah. Nope. You got finals coming up and all that fun stuff? Yeah. Is it, is it taking you back? Papers, getting projects done, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's I, nice. But my head is like two weeks ahead already. Like, yeah. all right, we gotta get the van loaded up, and we yeah. got. You know, what are we forgetting? You know, before we hit the road. Like, maybe in hindsight, it wasn't a great idea, Leon, <laughs> to graduate, release an EP, and you know, move out uh, all at the same time. Uh, it's more fun that way. Uh, I think so. <laughs> I mean, at least the stories when you're in class are a little bit more entertaining. Right now, all your other student. Uh, student friends that are getting ready to graduate they're like well i think i'm gonna go home and try and get a job or find a job or i'm gonna start yeah. working you're like oh i'm gonna release an album and go on the road they look at me like they don't care though <laughs> so i don't know well i mean i remember being 24 like getting ready to graduate and stuff and then there was always somebody that uh, uh picked up their degree from earlier in their life and it, you know, it happens. That's how. Oh it yeah, is. I love being that guy. And I was just telling Tia to tonight too. Like, some of these kids are just so awesome. You know, they're hilarious. Yeah. And 
they're doing big things already. They're 22 years old and they're about to graduate too. And, you know, they're directing little short films and, you know, working on their own little things. And it's just yeah. like, man, I love to see it, you know? Yeah. And because I was dad, just a 22 year old stoner, you know, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do anything good. Like he keeps telling me, he's like, you should go back to school, go get your master's. And I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not ready right now. Yeah. yeah I'm, I, I hope like, to never really have to use this bachelor's degree. It was just something I, I'd always wanted, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, my bachelor's degree, like, you see my microwave right here? Yeah. It's yeah. sitting right up under it. There's a sheet of paper. That is where my degree is sitting right now. And so. It's going to get SpaghettiOs on it. <laughs> probably. <laughs> you know? And actually, so. Um, I do my from my day job. My boss was like, "Hey, we should have everybody bring in their big, expensive degrees. We'll hang it up on one of the walls and say this is the most expensive wall in the building." <laughs> he would not be wrong. Because <laughs> you know, like, we all so went good. to big, fancy universities and got nice and in debt and all that stuff. And it's sure. just yep. great. Here we sit. So yeah, but you know, it, it's awesome. So, um. So you're you got the new album dropping here in the next couple of weeks, and then you're going on the road. Well, what what what's the uh, tour looking like? Are you just kind of winging it, or do you have the first few weeks, months planned out? I'm pretty solidly booked through July. Okay. Um, it has become overwhelming to think beyond that, at least at this point. Yeah. You know, and there's still holes I'd like to fill between now and July, the end of July. But we have at least a pretty solid route mm-hmm. um, where we're leaving here. We're headed to Lafayette, Indiana. Mm-hmm. We'll go to Bentonville, Arkansas. And then that's all on our way to Denver. We have a big show in Denver. Um, it's our it's our headlining show. And as a duo, we don't get to do that a lot. Yeah. You know, like we just really don't. Unless it's just a whole night at us at a restaurant or a brewery or something. But yeah. at a ticketed venue, you know, with 200 people capacity uh, at the Black Buzzard in Denver, uh, right downtown next to the Coors Stadium and all that stuff. Like, it, it could, you know, Saturday night could be a really, really fun night. Yeah. And I told T I won't be able to stop stressing until after that show is done. And hopefully we've gotten, a, you know, 100 people in the door and stuff. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, and then uh, we go up to, I mean, we play a little bit in the mountains in Evergreen. We go up to yeah. Fort Collins. We're playing at a bowling alley there with, with an, uh, and I lived in Fort Collins when I lived in Colorado. Uh, so I love Fort Collins. It still feels like home when I go there, you know? Mm-hmm. I go to my favorite dispensary and, you know, like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the best. Go to know? all your spots. Yeah, go to all your spots. And um, those bowling alley shows you like sometimes those can be annoying because if there's like actually people bowling it'll get loud and destructive we're literally on the lanes oh nice the The stage is on the lanes that's what's up that's cool that's really i've heard from other bands that it's fine like you don't get to you know and we're we're trying in-ear monitors these days who knows if we'll still be using them and we've been kind of frustrated with them lately um it'll help in a show like it'll help in a show like that you know it helped helped a couple weeks ago when there was this super drunk lady sitting on the lip of the bar stage and i couldn't hear a damn thing she said (laughs) i I just i was like yeah wasn't even distracted but i wasn't distracted even a little bit (laughs) 
So man, that's, that's, minus yeah. the story. I'm sure you have some great stories being out on the road as much as you have. It's just that one over and over and over. Oh, again. Everywhere. <laughs> In every different bar. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've only been on a proper tour once and the stories I tell people are just like, yeah. wow, it, it's so funny. Yeah. So like getting chased off the Navajo Indian reservation. That's oh, yeah. man. That's a good one. Yeah. 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 It's one of those things play. where it's, what's that? I'm sorry. I was going to say, we're going up to play on the reservation up in Montana. Oh, nice. Uh, right outside of Glacier National Park. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. think it's the Blackfeet <laughs> reservation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played this spot and that's where actually we've played in, in June mm. and it actually starts snowing while we're playing at night. It's like, Outside, this yeah. is insane. We're in, this is June. <laughs> it's it's June. Please. We're not in Alaska. We're in the yeah. continental U S it's not supposed to be this cold. Right? <laughs> it's but that's wild. Wow. I didn't realize that it snowed in June in Montana. It, it can, yeah. And I mean, I, I actually worked a couple seasons in Yellowstone, and mm-hmm. all the all the old po- folks in uh, Yellowstone will tell you, like, oh yeah, we got pictures July Fourth, <laughs> inch of snow on the ground. It's like, oh man, that's, jeez, that's wild. I don't want that. <laughs> it's fine. I'll take it in July, but I don't want to be there. I don't want to see what it's going to be like in December. Yeah, no, that terrifies me. <laughs> actually, like so one of the guys I work with, he's from uh, Williston, North Dakota. Okay. And he was telling me, what was it, last week or two weeks ago, they had 30-some-odd inches of snow on the ground. Oh, no. That, because it was, like, right around spring break time, and they the local college there, like, they closed a week early because they were like, all right, kids, spring yeah. break, go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't stick around. Don't wait. Go. <laughs> Because yeah. you, if you're trying to wait for a flight or whatever, you ain't getting out of here. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So it was, That's crazy. Yeah. And I was just like, wait, but it's like April. Well, what's going on here? And he's like, well, that's that's North Dakota for you. So, yeah. You know, so. Um, so you got the big tour. You got a big tour planned out. You're obviously always kind of constantly booking. Do you find your way through Texas and all on this swing or? You may have caught my subtle hints about smoking marijuana. Yes. And Texas terrifies me. Uh, so we avoid it sometimes. We avoid the South um, yeah. sometimes. Sure. Uh, sure. So I'll say we will be there in Texas. Okay. It's just not in anytime soon. Maybe like winter tour. Texas just recently decriminalized. I'm- they might. They might have. The, the times are a changing all yeah, the time, and true. Uh, we are grateful for that. We yeah. really are. But uh, at least I know it was on the it was on the table of it being decriminalized. So. Okay. We haven't had a chance to uh, do a proper winter tour in a while. No. So no. this year we will, and mm-hmm. it's really exciting. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll take a pause in October for about a month, and then mid-November we're going to be hitting it strong again i know it and mm-hmm. be going you know we'll probably go hard for a month do holiday right. stuff yeah. and then january be back at it and then I'll, I'll be wanting to go to the warmer places like texas right. new mexico arizona yeah. yeah we uh we love it out in california too but we're we're skipping it this year just because mm-hmm. uh you know everything is more expensive mm-hmm. bars and venues that we play a lot aren't able to pay more yet you know yeah. like it's the, the budget for bands is still the same yeah. well 
everything else like gas is expensive and california paying like five six dollars a gallon or something like that it's like we just can't we can't do it it's just not in the rv yeah we're, we're making sacrifices here and there but we've played i think 39 different states together and we want to play them all so we're we're gonna we're gonna go everywhere. Oh, we're we're gonna, gonna do it. There. I mean, we're just gonna keep doing it forever. Yeah, so. it's yeah. like we're Pokemon. Out. You want to play them? Right. <laughs> you want to play them play all? Them all, and then play them all again, so you exactly. can compare it to the other time. And then, well, you got to play it again, yeah. right? Just because it's keep, fun. <laughs> just because it was fun. Just keep doing it. <laughs> we like to play for sure. I'm I'm slowly working on a guidebook for like all different venues that my friends or musicians that I know have played. So then that, cause you know, I'm sure you guys get hit up all the time for like venue recommendations for like, depending on what state they're going to. And it's like, oh, okay, you're going to where Arkansas. Cool. Um, here's every venue that I know of. And exactly. So, yeah. It's literally why I keep that spreadsheet on our yeah. pick and fair website. It's so I can tell other bands and people that are like, Oh, we're, how do you book all these shows? Like I, I just send a lot of emails, yeah. take a look at all the places I went and send them all an email and see what yeah. happens. Yeah. Really all I do is I look at where everybody else is playing and send in a bunch of emails, you yeah. know, like you just, and it's always changing, especially since COVID a bunch yeah. of places we love to play, yeah. uh, have, you know, gone, gone you know yeah. casualty of covid and yeah. you know restaurants having to close down and yeah. stuff like that so we're it's a whole new batch of like people out there that you're, mm. you were working with and it's changing all the time oh yeah, yeah for sure there's this one yeah. place in oh where are they at i think maybe alabama alabama or arkansas one of the two they have a band submission for like i was sitting there i've reached out to the venue just like to get their contact information i was like hey who do i send a like demo or request to to try and uh, get a band booked into your venue they're like oh here we have this submission form just send it and we'll let you know and i'm like that's oddly simple but makes yeah. a lot of sense yeah. yeah i'm sure they get a i'm sure they get a lot of shit as far as like bands that just think they're ready to start playing live but maybe aren't but it's, it's a way for them to keep it organized, you know, yeah. and give everybody a fair chance, which I appreciate. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but I don't want to keep you all too much longer outside of music when you're just kind of chilling in the camper or need to take a break from each other or just life in general. What are some of your hobbies? Yeah. What do you do to yeah. decompress? We never need a break from each other. We got a great dog. So yeah. we love loving on our puppy, Cassidy. She's 12 years old now. Yeah uh she's a good girl we'll always try and find parks wherever we're at it's really cool it's something you wouldn't normally do when you're on the road but mm-hmm. because we have the dog we try and find these yeah. cool like random dog parks or just regular parks in these cool little suburb towns of a town you've never heard of it's like mm-hmm. this is cool you know? somebody's like everyday park but yeah. for us it's like oh we even found this place like an oasis in the middle yeah. of the world you know, we're gonna we sleep found. here <laughs> so we do that we love playing pinball when we're out on the road you yeah. know we find uh that's another thing like you know every kind of cool town has a cool pinball bar or at mm-hmm. least yeah. a cool place that has a few cool pinball machines and yeah so we like to go find those places yeah uh, we love eating good food i love eating good food tia likes I love tea. <laughs> Take me to the tea house. I'll be happy. But on, on, a, on a rainy day or a tired day, we are playing some video games. And just out. Watching our favorite shows over again or whatever, you know, like we just, we, we consume media, you know, and mm-hmm. enjoy the hell out of it. We love going to the movies. Yeah. I love going to the movies. Yeah. yeah. Well, 
we love games. That's always the thing. Yeah. Like we're always playing a game, whether we're at a bar or just hanging out or outside. We all, we're all I just, we love games. So yeah. we we travel with like you know a bunch of dice and a little Altoids can that we can play a dice game, Farkle uh, yeah. all the time. Or nice. We have cars. Like yeah, we're just we just like to Board have games. fun all the time. I guess. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> That's really cool. And uh, so then you're leaving to go out on tour here in the next couple of weeks and. Um, I'm sure you're going to hit up some really cool pinball spots. I, there's, have you ever played in Tallahassee? Tallahassee? Uh, Florida. I don't think so. No. Yeah, no, not yet. There's a really cool pinball spot. I don't know if it's a pinball spot or if it's a vintage arcade. Okay. Either way. Right. Still in. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, if you go to Daytona, they have a vintage arcade museum, which is amazing. We've hit up the pinball museum. San Francisco has one of those vintage arcade museums Mm -hmm. on the pier. And then, yeah, the pinball museum. In uh, Vegas. In Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, we were looking at going when we were visiting the Live and Amplified team. We were in Daytona working on another project. I was like, hey, let's go there and see what it's all about. It was like $20 an hour per person to get in. And I'm like, no, I'm good. Like. It, yeah. it, it'd be fun, but yeah, I'm good. So they're yeah. getting you that twenty dollars an hour a little bit. A little yeah. bit. I could and stretch my ten dollars a little farther than that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like just just let us in, and we'll just drop, keep pumping quarters into your machine. Right. That's right. all that matters. Like you're right. You don't yeah, need to hit us with the cover charge. So yeah. And that, that's another fun thing too. When you go to all the different pinball places, they all do it a little bit different. You know? yeah, yeah. Like it's just some, some are weird, some are weirder and some are just oh, throw your quarter in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. and I mean, you know, that that's, it is what it is. So exactly. Yeah. Whatever works. Yep. Um, but uh, for anybody that wants to check out your music or any of the um, like upcoming tour spots or just interact with you on social media in general, where's the uh, best place to do that? Do we still have a MySpace? <laughs> no. no, no. Oh, no. Okay. You know, all, this, all the usual stuff. Pickandpair.com is great. Uh, I think we're just pick and pair on Facebook and Instagram. Right. All the social medias. It's just pick and pair everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Picking, like picking your nose yep. and pair like the fruit. Yeah. I was waiting for you to double down and say, we're on Friendster. <laughs> Friendster. Yeah. I don't even know that one. I don't even know that one. Yeah. That's old school. Old school. Okay. Oh, yeah. Super old school. So see, you're too hip for me. Yeah, right. But it, it was like before MySpace. It was there was a cycle. Okay, okay. So that I thought you were gonna double down and just be like <laughs> But uh no, that's awesome. Uh really appreciate y'all taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Congratulations on the upcoming release and the tour and graduating uh with your I'm assuming your bachelor's right yeah just the bachelors yeah. graduating with your bachelors so that's all really exciting it's going to be a fun exciting hectic next we'll say month probably like it'll all be yeah rest of forever yeah you know. <laughs> maybe yeah. I'm, I'm i'm already starting to feel good you know I'm, yeah. I'm ready to get get on the road get get done with this chapter and start the next one yeah for sure for sure and if you ever end up in texas definitely love to come check out our show although Depending on where in Texas you're at, it'll kind of depend because yeah. it's sure. a big old state. And I'm I figure sure. when when we do come to Texas, we'll just have to be there for a while and play all the cities. Yeah. 
Yep. That's why Texas has got its own thriving scene because there's artists that do that. I'm sure. Right. Just yeah. go from city to city. Yeah. That, like Texas is big enough. They go do tours around Texas and that's how they make their living. So yeah. Yeah. I believe that. It's amazing. It's incredible, but yeah, it's we, not for everyone. We won't just I, come, uh, yeah. we, we won't just come to Austin and peace out, you know, like, Oh yeah. That's fair. That seems to be what a lot of people do come to Austin. Yeah. Maybe they'll go over to San Antonio, but for the most part, most people just come to Austin and yeah. that's their Texas experience. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which is fine. That's cool. But yeah. you know, as long as you don't drive through West Texas, West Texas is a wild place. Good to know. Yeah. It, it's long. It's yeah. It, it, it's yeah, a just a wild. Yep. Yeah, the wild west. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. But uh, once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us. It's been an absolute yeah, Thanks for having thank us. Thank you. For sure. And anytime you want to come back on, feel free to reach out. Uh, you got my number. You got, I think I just recently added you on Instagram and all the socials. So feel free to reach out anytime you want to chat, come back on, you know, all the fun stuff. Love to have you back. But I've been amplified. Yep. Absolutely. Once again, thank you everybody for hanging out with us. We will talk to you later. Bye. Thank right, you bye. so much. Cool. We're clear.